Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is the 16th of October, 2019. It's a Wednesday. So glad you're here. I recently reread Adam Gennady's Do-It-Yourself Guide to Fighting the Big Sad, about which you can find out more from shows a couple weeks ago when Adam was my guest. I've read this several times. It's a very short book. It's like 40 or 50 pages, 50 pages probably. And this time, a section struck me that hadn't struck me the previous times I'd read it. And I think that's because, like with anything, you approach a work, if you approach it multiple times, as a different person each time. And so I wanted to go over this one section and tell you how it has changed some of my thinking, especially as regards our upcoming move. And when I say changed, some of this is even at odds with Monday's episode of the show. <laughs> Look, I'm figuring stuff out, okay? So anyway, the section is titled, A Guide to Happier, Freer, Lawless Living, an applicable real-world solution to the questions presented by No Bosses, No Masters ideology. This is written in the first person, and just remember that the speaker is Adam. If you read the type of stuff a lot of my friends read, anarchist theory, crime think, the situationists at all, you'll hear all kinds of pumped up, inspiring rhetoric about how you should quit your job and not have bosses and be an ex-worker. That's fine, but no one ever tells you what to do next. Reading Days of War, Nights of Love, and Raoul Van Egem got me fired up, and I did quit my job, and I did pledge to live lawlessly. But then, yeah, but how do I survive? Not everyone is the dumpster diving type. Not everyone wants to squat or steal. I don't even dress punk, much less identify with the subculture. I wanted my own version of free. Unless you come from money, most of us have to work to earn a living. This is no anarchist, post-civ utopia we're living in. This is now, today, and there are certain rules you either ignore, follow, or look for loopholes out of. The goal for people like me is this. Run your own business. Whatever it is, an Etsy craft company, a bookstore, an organic farm, a zine publishing house, you as a freelance writer, as a carpenter for hire, as a screen printer or a movie maker, figure out what you want to do and then come up with a plan to do it. The bulk of my money comes from writing books and zines. I work on them all the time and I stay prolific enough to pay my rent. You have to stick with it and be persistent if you want to live like this. Slacking off is not an option. Whatever you choose to do, start small and make your money on your own terms. If you have to work a job while you get your dream off the ground, do that, but get the wheels in motion now and let it build up naturally and be smart about it. Working a job won't crush your soul if it's a means to an end and you know what that end is. Of course, there are one in a million dream jobs out there, and some people will make money by singing a tune so seductive that the world will buy into it and feed them forever. That's not something you can depend on. You can't wait for a fantasy. The best way to live is beholden to no man. Be your own boss and figure out the thing you love best and scheme until you have a ground plan. After that, work as ethically as possible and don't f*** over anyone in the process. Look at people who've made it on their own respectable terms and learn from what they've built up. It'll be hard, but you'll feel better about yourself at the end of the day. The combination of hard work, extreme diligence, and strong, smart decisions does not fail. Slip up in any of those three, and that's when things go south. You won't make it happen if you're sleeping in or doing a bunch of cocaine or working with people who steal from you. Stay on top of it, and your dreams will come true. They might not be the dreams you set out with, but you need to remember that dreams change. Just make sure you're happy with what you get. If you're not, go back to the drawing board.
So that's pretty fabulous. And I've read those exact words before because I've read this book before more than once. But this time, as I'm in the midst of all of these major changes, they really hit me in a way they hadn't before because I've been looking so hard for what it is that will make life not just survivable but enjoyable since this is the only life I have. I'm already closer to 50 than 40, and who knows how much time I have left, and I want to spend as little of it as possible working for someone, and I want to spend as little of it as possible doing things I don't enjoy doing, and I want to spend as much of it as possible finding ways to be creative and to cause trouble and spending time with my friends and my family and my chosen family being there for my partner, being there for my kids, all of that stuff. What Adam lays out there, you know, of course, if you know me or if you've been listening to this show, is essentially just a more concise version of the things that I have been saying on this show about turning my podcasting endeavors into my living. And clearly with the jazz session, I've been working toward that path with some fits and starts for the last 12 years. A Brief Chat is much younger than that and has a a much smaller core audience. But I do think that given time, and not just time, but hard work of a different kind than the hard work I've been putting in so far to create these shows, that vision of doing those shows for my living can become a reality. And it's it's the hard work part that is the trick. First of all, I'm inherently lazy. I know that about myself. I don't I don't like working, period, even for myself. But given that I'm going to need money to survive, then I have to work for somebody, and it's better that it's me. And so if it is going to be me, I tend to take the easiest road. (laughs) You know, that's just the truth. And what it has meant in the past is that I create these things But as Owen rightly pointed out the other day, the shows that I create tend to be found out about by people who are already in my orbit. Now, the jazz session has been around for so long that at this point, people in the jazz world, at least some of them, just know that it exists. It's had many, 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 many downloads. It's had almost 500 episodes over 12 years with many of the biggest names in the music. It's the kind of thing that eventually permeates the consciousness of people who are in the very same small niche community that it lives in. This show, not the same. First of all, when I started the jazz session, there were like seven other podcasts. (laughs) Now there's like 70,000. So figuring out how to find an audience inside that world is incredibly difficult. And more importantly... It seems to be the case that people mostly find out about the things that I do because they already know about other things that I do. And I have not yet been really good at getting more press for the things that I do, which is ironic since a lot of what I do is help other people get press for the things that they do, or a lot of what I have done over the years. But when it comes to my own projects, I don't reach out to get newspaper and magazine coverage. I don't get other bloggers to write about me. I don't get other podcasters to have me on their show or to come on mine. 
And so figuring out a way to be smarter about that kind of thing, to bring more people into the things I'm creating is going to be really important. Also, it's going to be really important, and I've already started laying the groundwork for this by writing to lots and lots of people whose work I appreciate in the Berkshires. It's going to be important when I hit the ground there to start building up my freelance portfolio until such a time as the podcasting thing works. Because even a life of doing freelance writing for people and podcasting would be better than having to also work for someone. Just yesterday, I was able to get a position for the same multinational corporation I now work for. I work part-time for them here in Pennsylvania, and I got a part-time position for them in Berkshire County. And so we'll have at least some money coming in. We're looking at places to live, and Owen is looking for jobs, and it'll all start to come together. But I need to put the same amount of diligence into my podcasting and uh, poetry and things like that that Adam has put into his writing. He's a, a real inspiration where this thing is concerned, this this thing called figuring out how to live on your own terms. I'm so glad I reread <laughs> the DIY guide because there's always something to find in there, and this time I found something I, I really needed that I didn't expect. That's the show. If you want to help me make my dream a reality, you can become a supporting member. Just go to abriefchat.com and click on the support the show link. There's also a newsletter there and other cool stuff that you might enjoy. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>